Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast with Ben Cordes, pastor of Lexington Primitive Baptist Church. Riches, light. These are words associated with good works. If we are being honest, fruit, riches, and light are really nice things that we all enjoy. It makes sense that these good things proceed from the heart of people, not merely made to be good, but more importantly, made to be alive. Today on Abundant Life Podcast, I would like to explore the subject of good works. And as always, it is through the lens of grace that I wish to examine the topic of good works. What purposes do they serve? And what purposes do they not serve? First of all, we must understand biblical grace, which is God's divine favor independently issued to sinners, that is, without condition on the side of men. This is best represented through Jesus Christ dying on the cross as the substitute of God's chosen people for their atonement and redemption. Though the people who were chosen by God did no good thing to earn such a work of favor on their behalf, Jesus Christ determined to save the elect of God freely for the pleasure of God the Father. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 through 6 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Grace is the unmerited favor of God given to God's elect among mankind. It is important to note that Christ died for wretched, ungodly sinners who were by nature dead in sins. The works that sinners dead in their sins perform are only filthy and unrighteous. Psalms chapter 14 Verses 2 through 3 states plainly that the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. This is spoken again in Psalm 53, 1 through 3. Again, Romans chapter 3, 10 through 12 says, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. It is definitive. It is clear. It is certain that a sinner dead in their sins can do no good thing. Because they are not good, and that's the simple truth of it all, there is none good because... They're all dead in their sins. There is none righteous in them. There is no righteousness to be had in them or among them. And everything a person dead in their sins does is unclean. How then is a person able to perform good works? 
The answer, in short, is that they must be made to live. A dead person can only be dead, but a living, spiritual person is enabled to do good works. God is the only one, the only way that a person dead in sins will ever have life. A person dead in sins cannot ask for life since that would be evidence of life. A person dead in sins doesn't long for spiritual life since dead people do not hunger and thirst for righteousness. The desire for life only proceeds from a living person. Thirst, hunger, desire for righteousness all stand as evidences of life. And where these things exist, the Spirit of God exists. God chooses when to raise his innumerable host of elect people from their death and sins to immortality and everlasting life. He performs this work directly, with no help from man, and without a medium. This good work is called regeneration. It is an act of his amazing grace. Christ calls his elect, the Holy Spirit moves, the sinner is regenerated to everlasting life, and God the Father is pleased. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verses 25 through 26, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. It's clear that Jesus is saying that the hour is coming, and now is. It's current that the Son of God is performing the work of regeneration. That's because the Lord Jesus had already called many people among the multitude of his elect out of death and trespasses and in sins and into eternal life with him. Spiritual vitality. He said it's already happened and it's now currently happening. The Lord Jesus is actively still performing this work of regeneration, even still today. And once God raises a person from death and sins to life in Christ, the person is then able to do good works. This is an important point. It's because God's righteousness has been applied to the person, and they are no longer altogether unrighteous, but now have a new spiritual nature. The old sin nature still exists and even wars with the new nature, but the spiritual nature stands in strength of God's abiding grace and is able to subdue the fleshly fallen nature that we still have. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, I find then a law, that when I would do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. The truth is, is while we are in this flesh and in this world, we are still going to have to deal with that sinful nature, that Adamic nature, the nature of man. But now we see why good works can only come from a person regenerated by God, and also why our good works are often impeded through the conflict between the two natures which we possess. Nevertheless, good works are our responsibility the responsibility of God's people. 
we are enabled to perform good works, and we should do them. If good works do not help us get to heaven, and if good works do not help us acquire eternal life, then why should we do good works? These are honest questions, but they are instinctive of the natural man, the fallen nature in us. We live in a world in which people constantly ask, what's in it for me? The idea of doing something purely for the good of someone else is a rare thing. That's why the videos on YouTube where someone demonstrates their kindness to another without incentive receive so much attention. It's a perplexing thing. We're blown away by it when people are kind and simply want to bless others. It isn't natural to just do good works without incentive. Rather, it's supernatural. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 say, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Paul says we are God's workmanship, the product of his design and creation. And so we are made for his use. He has already told us that we should walk in good works as his instruments for his glory. Matthew 5:16 tells us to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The Lord is telling us that we have a light. That light is Christ in us. When we serve God through good works, we are letting that light shine. When others see that light shining, we should be mindful to acknowledge our Savior, Jesus Christ, so that glory may be given to God for the good that others have seen and acknowledge. This is our purpose in life, to live for the glory of God. And we do that through our good works. You may ask, what are some good works? To answer this question, we, once again, turn to God's Word. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16-17 through 17 say that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. The Bible not only tells us what good works to do, but it also furnishes us or equips us in doing good works. Some things the Bible speaks of as being good works include studying the Bible, praying to and communing with God, worshiping God through Jesus Christ and His church, demonstrating charity to the people we share this world with, repentance, exercising patience, kindness and humility toward others, giving forgiveness. These are just to name a few. It is important to know what to do, but it is also important to know why we should do them. The truth is, we couldn't do any good thing if it weren't for the effectual grace of God that He has worked in us through Jesus Christ. Jesus died to deliver us from sin and wrath, and we have received the benefits of His supreme atonement. 
knowing these two things. Number one, that salvation is entirely by the grace of God. And number two, Christ has enabled us to do good works. We see that we should do those good works out of a heart of love and thanksgiving for all that Jesus Christ has done for us. In fact, that is the only way that good works can be purely performed. We ought not to think God owes us because He doesn't. We ought not to think that we can do something to gain God's favor, for there is no respect of persons with God. Anything and everything we have is because of God's amazing grace. If that causes your grateful heart to swell, then send praises up to our God through your good works. Thank Him with your love and obedience to His word. Who should perform good works? It's a good question. The truth is everyone should. But as we have already stated, only God's regenerated elect can perform good works. The Bible has some things to say about who should do good works. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17-19, through 19, Paul instructed the preacher to charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate or to share, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Paul isn't saying that their good works earn them eternal life. Rather, he's saying that they may enjoy the eternal life that they've already be given, been given, that they can enjoy the fruit of that eternal life right here and now, and that is through the exercise of good works. Titus chapter 2, verses 6 through 8 say, Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded, in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech, that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14 also say, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, listen here, zealous of good works. We ought to be a people who are zealous of good works. We ought to love good works and be excited about them. Titus chapter 3 verse 8 says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works, these things are good and profitable unto men. Exercising good works is exercising our faith. It's, in fact, the only way we can exercise that faith is through our works of righteousness, trusting God, trusting His Word that we should be praying, that we should be studying His Word, that we should be obedient in worshiping and serving others through kindness and charity and patience and and, and all these wonderful things that God has given to us, the information 
that we need to use in order to serve one another. Lastly, we read in Titus chapter 3, verse 14, And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. We see that good works serve as an indication that the Spirit of God dwells within us. That's the fruit that the tree of righteousness planted within us by the Holy Spirit, it bears. You see, that pretty much all these verses that I've read, they cover everyone, really. Uh, all types of people who are included in God's family. They should live to do good works for the glory of God. To be fruitful in His service and to demonstrate their love and thanksgiving. Are good works an evidence of a gracious state? Yes, they are. Must a person persevere in good works for them to be saved to heaven? No. That would be placing our good works in the place of Christ. In other words, replacing Christ with our own good works. That's not how God has given us good works. That's not his instruction for our good works. We should do good works, but our good works have never been a part of the work of salvation. If they were necessary for our deliverance from hell, then heaven would be empty. Because, once again, there are none that doeth good. No, not one. Our good works are a result of God's grace and work on the cross. They are fruit that testifies of God's blessed Spirit in us. But we bear that fruit in love and thanksgiving. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26 say, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. It's nine fruit of the Spirit. It says, Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Remember what I said? We have a responsibility to do good works, but our motivation to do those good works is out of a heart of thanksgiving and love for God. Paul is clearly saying here to the Galatians that we should not do good works and be desirous of vain glory. No, that's doing good works in order to be recognized and acknowledged and patted on the back or awarded in some way. No, that's not why we do good works. It's not why we serve the living God. And it's not to provoke one, one another into wrath or envy or anything else, but rather we ought to be zealous of good works because we recognize how good our God has been to us. And this is the way he has ordained for us to thank him, is to be good children of God through our good works. God has prohibited us from exercising the dead works of sin. This is given in his testimony of the law. His word makes it clear that he hates sin. And God knows the harmful effects that sin has in the lives of his people. However, God has no law prohibiting good works. He loves it when we perform good works out of a pure heart. Life in Christ is truly a life of freedom. 
What we see then is that if we embrace an incorrect view of salvation, as if it were not of grace alone, we will believe our works accomplish something that God's Word says that they do not. But if we see salvation entirely by the grace of Jesus Christ, we are then able to lovingly offer up our good works to God out of thanksgiving, which is the appropriate way God has intended, and which we can also agree is the only satisfactory way to view the good works of men. I thank you for joining me for this episode of Abundant Life Podcast. May your good works be performed out of a pure heart, and may the Lord Jesus Christ continue to abundantly bless your life in Him. I would like to thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The Abundant Life Podcast is a ministry of Elder Ben Cordes, pastor of the Lexington Primitive Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. You can contact me by email. My address is pastor at lexpbc.org. Or, if you're in the area, come worship with us at Lexington Primitive Baptist Church, 4574 Old Schoolhouse Lane, Lexington, Kentucky, 40513. You may also visit our website at lexpbc.org.